to you. Will you still love me? Will you still need me when I'm 64? Paul McCartney. How terribly strange to be 70. Paul Simon. And old age ain't for sissies. Bette Davis. It's the nature of modern life that in terms of the mechanical structure that's the human being, we're getting better at keeping the machine going. As the years pass, we replace numerous bits as they wear out. We can keep the machine running a lot longer than, say, 400 years ago. We can cure diseases. The brain is another matter. There are areas, Alzheimer's, dementia, where scientists continue to struggle to establish answers. But overall, through medical improvement, we have extended the span of life of man, woman and all the other categories we have these days considerably. We have many more of what we would term the elderly, which brings us really to the crux of this evening. What is elderly? How old is elderly? Some people might see the onset of elderliness a great deal sooner than others, while some groan as they rise from their sofas at 45 years old. Others are doing cartwheels and jumping in the sea on New Year's Day at 90. Some. Uh, but by necessity and implementation, governments have to opt for a date, a period, after which someone can expect to draw a public pension, a common age. In the What Matters survey carried out by Manx Radio, there was a recognition that if you're fortunate, and the chances are greater these days you will be, you can enjoy a period of relaxation after the toil. You will retire. So the elderly featured well up the list. Second, providing for what we would term the elderly has been a preoccupation of our government ever since the VAT bombshell forced us to think rather more carefully about what we did with our national cash On this programme, we have the minister at the epicentre of the current uh, debate, Policy and Reform Minister uh, Chris Thomas. Good evening, Mr Thomas. Good evening. A politician who argues, still argues, for the need for a a champion for the elderly, uh, David Cretney, MLC. Good evening. Uh, Jackie Brideson of the charity Live at Home. Thanks for joining us. And Major Charles Wilson, who is very much involved in caring for those whose lives may have been altered considerably by military involvement, SAFA, the Armed Forces Charity supporting, and other bodies uh, as well. Now, care for the elderly is an enormous subject, and this programme is but 25 minutes long. But what I'm hoping for is my guest's view on what we as a nation are doing right, what we should be doing that we're not doing, what we do, we need to do, in their opinion, we need to alter our act. Let's go to Chris Thomas, first of all, the minister. Um, obviously, you have great power in this regard. As far as an overall look at how we look after the elderly, be critical. What do you think we're doing right? What do you think we're doing wrong? What we're doing right is the island's a great place to live in terms of opportunities to volunteer. What we're doing right is that because perhaps because we don't have uh, so much um, unemployment, there are opportunities to work when you're older if you want to work. What we're doing right is that um, is that uh, we've got we've changed pensions and we're trying to work with pensions. What we're doing wrong perhaps is we still haven't solved the issue about making sure that everybody can afford a pension during their lives so they have an adequate income during their retirement firstly and secondly we still haven't quite got the funding of care at the end of your lives right so they're the two things we've got to really work on should there be more compulsion to start saving at the beginning of our lives uh, probably, and also... You say probably. Isn't that the way to solve well, we've got to, we've, young people's savings? So we've got options at the moment on the table, um, and we've got, uh, we've got to answer those questions politically. But the most important thing, John, if you, if you don't mind, is that this is only going to be solved over generations. At the moment, we've got the situation we've got to deal with real 
older people now and we've also got to deal with younger people who will be older one day and we've got to probably have different solutions for different generations and it's absolutely uh, huge and we are doing our best to tackle it but we've also got other issues at the moment with healthcare more generally and we can talk about that in more detail but I don't want to hog space for it but it's a huge issue it might be about compulsion it might be about just basically creating an environment for people to look after themselves in terms of care and pensions. Major Charles Wilson mentioned their charities obviously at the, the third sector. Is the government relying too much on charities? Charities do what the government should be doing. However, um, we exist and we help out as much as we possibly can. Um, however, so do you say the government should be doing what in fact they are doing? Well, in an ideal society there should be no need for charities, should there? Um, so the government should be doing what the charities are doing. Um, however, the charities are there, it's a de facto situation, and we help wherever we can help. And as far as I'm concerned, of course, I'm very interested in the veterans, but veterans ain't necessarily old these days. If you've been, been in Afghanistan, they could be fairly young. Well, they bring with them problems that they people do in indeed. normal walks of life don't have, <coughs> do they? They do indeed. Uh, and, you know, this business, pardon me, <coughs> this business of care, we've got it in my view, quite wrong, because, as Michaels has said, um, the, the um, uh, incentive is to have care in, there should be to have care in the community. The incentive at the moment, the, the financial incentive, is care in a care home of some sort. Yeah, by Michael, you're referring to the report. I'm referring to the report, yes. And we've got that fundamentally wrong and we've got to do something about it. That's in the report. And, you know, congratulations to Timwald. They, they did extremely well, didn't they? They accepted all 26, was it? Mm -hmm. That was history. All 26 recommendations of the Michaels report without any amendment. Does it cover everything, do you think? No, well, it, it's very comprehensive. Is there anything specific that you thought should have been in there? Yeah, I, as far as I'm concerned, what's in there is really good stuff. What they've got to do now is get it into action. Now, we've heard about um, uh, man care, is it man care? Or, Manx yeah, care. Manx care. And, you know, as you've often said, uh, I think recently, Manx care is a journey. Uh, it's, it's not a, a destination. And we've got Manx care now on the ground. We're going to have um, a shadowing in the middle of 2020 um, current with the cur current system. And then the thing is going live April 21? April 21, yep. April 21. That is an awful long time. And there are things that can be done now, which should be done. For example, the 24-hour cover, which was mentioned in the Michaels report. There's nodding of heads coming from Jackie Brides and also from David Credney. Can I just talk about how we regard elderly people in this community? First of all, elderly is not an age, is it? I mean, it differs with different people. So it's a difficult thing. You've got a movable feast here. Well, I, mean, I think I looked up today what the definition of old was or elderly, and there isn't one. Um, it seems to be different definitions depending on which piece of paper you read. Um, some of them are saying it's when you eat, uh, reach a chronological age of 65 years, but then equally you can have somebody that you might deem to be old at 60, but is really sprightly at 95. Uh, David Cretney smiling slightly because this very year he was 65 <laughs> himself. This is, is a problem, isn't it? Because some people are older before other people, if I can put it that way. So need help before other people. Yes. Um, I, I think the whole subject here is such a large subject. And politicians tend to do things in five-year cycles with an eye on the next election. And there are so many 
big issues and big questions around what we, has already been spoken about in here. That that's why I suggested that a champion for older people might be something which could coordinate across department and try and assist government in terms of policy making for the future. You were turned down. By I was turned down, and that's fine. And the reason given? I think the I th perhaps gov um, Sir Thomas could answer, but I, I think th the I chief minister said enough was being done in other. I, in other I think he felt we all, and I, I agree with him in this. I think he felt we all have an obligation. Uh, where, where, as elected members, to try and do what we can. I, I just felt that if you look at a number of other areas, there are champions for various things, and there are real big issues. You've you've spoken already about dementia and Alzheimer's. You've spoken about people living longer. Not all, but more people are living longer. We've talked about people in their own homes be, being able to stay in their own homes. Like that, all that requires coordination, proper funding. And and also we we all Chris has spoken about uh, pensions. We have a, a population which can only expect their pension at a later age than what they originally did. And as such, I I worry about people in heavy physical jobs, for example, that there are going to be problems there in the future. Can, so there's a range of issues. Can, can just go at the whole ambience of elderly people, because in some countries around the world, yeah, um, they're celebrated. Yes, old absolutely. age is celebrated. No, absolutely, I've spent half my life in the east and people are celebrated there and it's a case of um of giving people hope well let's just go into some instances in china the elderly rights law uh, people are told never neglect or snub elderly people it includes enforcement mechanisms offspring who fail to make trips to see mum and dad face potential punishment ranging from fines to jail time uh, the koreans celebrate birthdays all the way through in japan they have a problem as well because 72.2 percent of the japanese population are going to be 80 or older in 2020 compared to 4.1 percent in the united states uh, side note, their adult diapers are already outselling baby diapers and the pension system is on course to dry up. So that's a major country, like a very organised country, like Japan, who is running into trouble, Jackie Bryant. Well, I, I was just going to talk about, um, from our perspective, um, I think we, when we use the word care, we should be a little bit for, more forward-thinking. Um, the, the whole purpose of our charity is to try and encourage people to remain an active part of the community before they need to go into the care system and that's a really important thing and, and you know a lot of the, what we do is try and get people back out into the communities and back feeling like they're active mm. participants of Chris their Thomas, communities. Thomas, is it down to families to actually take care of their family, if I could put it that way. Do people do people too easily, because there are available in, in government circles, care, it can do never, they too easily wash their hands? It can never be that simple, but family issues make certain situations very, very complicated. So in part, it's down to yourself. In part, it's around to your loved ones and inside your immediate care. In part, it's down to society. And we've got to get that balance. None of us in the Isle of Man would, um, would be happy if we didn't have a social um, safety net for... For, you know, for getting old and for getting poorly and for getting disabled and so on but we also need to create mechanisms to encourage families to work together and individuals to look after themselves I think everybody's, everybody's got some really major points already, um, it's about care in the community, it's about um, thinking and that um, recommendation 16 in the Michaels report is, it says exactly that, it says we've got to make sure that care is provided at home um, along more often than inside residential yeah, and nursing and facilities. And we've, got that, we've <laughs> got that wrong, as I've, as I've just said, because the financial incentives are 
to move towards what we are hoping to provide and what Jackie's organization does provide. Um, and we are moving away, we move away from it because we don't financially incentivize people. Mm -hmm. You take a simple example, and that is the last person in the family home, the, the, the family of all gone, and that person then comes to the point of moving into care. And uh, calculations are done, and sometimes it is essential that that person sells the property. Now, I have come across, uh, or that family sells the property, in order to keep that person in the home and to pay the top-up fees, which will be necessary, when all the person's pensions, etc., have been drawn down. Now, I've done a deal with Cowley Groves, where anybody who is put into that situation can go, any family that is put into that situation can go along to Cowley Groves and have an assessment done of their financial situation. If that house can be rented and the top-up fee paid out of that, then that house can remain with the family. Chris Thomas, one of the complaints is that it's so expensive to go into care, into care mm -hmm. homes. If you look at it, I saw a couple of adverts in the paper today for people to work for them, and the, 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 the salaries are enormous, so it means, presumably, that what you have to pay to go in there is enormous. That's right, and that's one of the issues we're trying to address through some um, a work stream about the costs. But uh, and to help... Um, Major Wilson's situation, we have changed policy and law in the last 12 months. So, for instance, now, as long as you can show you are trying to rent out or dispose of your property, you can um, you can disregard the home for 26 weeks rather than 13 weeks. Another issue raised quite rightly by the lead, uh, by the, um, the Manx Legion and others was the issue of funeral costs. Yep. And now we can disregard up to £5,000 as a matter of policy for a prepaid funeral plan. Mm -hmm. And we are trying constantly to work inside the system to address issues but the reality remains that all this costs more money so therefore we are looking eventually at doing something in terms of national insurance income tax or it, other arrangements and that's formal. taking time Sh should there be someone like a champion for the elderly who's able of to go and talk should. to people in and actually make them feel but I, th I think it, it's more than having one champion. I think if more people champion older people, yeah. Yeah. then yeah. the world would be a better place. Yeah. I think certainly from our perspective, it's the issues of social isolation and loneliness is a massive yeah. um, impact on uh, how people access or then become part of the care system at an earlier point than they actually might have needed to if it was tackled at an earlier stage. Mm. And that's the whole purpose of why we exist. But the problem again, and it goes back to what the, ma what the Major said, was if this was funded properly at an earlier age, earlier stage and the interventions took place then, then my view is that the need to go into the care system would reduce and you, costs would reduce. Costs I'd like to talk about men, right. men in sheds in just a moment, but you send young people, not send them, ask them to go in. If young people, right from the word go, mix more freely, and they do this in China and Japan, mm. uh, uh, older people are brought into classrooms, they wander about their party. Yeah, so we, young we, children are used to them. Yeah. Not, it's not like something strange, a new breed that's suddenly come upon them. You I don't think you've got a television, have you, John? No. But that's been on television <laughs> recently but, but, in but the UK. But that's actively happening with yeah, us yeah, in, yeah. In the, on the Isle of Man. Yeah. And we've, we've got three high schools involved, and we have some people that go in and befriend, and some of the relationships that are built through that um, girls and boys when they come back from university they carry on going back to see the people that they've built this yeah. relationship up because the islands become um, I mean the world's a smaller place now and everybody goes off and lives in different areas yeah. um, you know Australia or whatever some people don't have uh, grandparents on the island and you know that is uh, something that it, 
needs to be built mm. back up. People have to understand Let's how to Let's just talk about men in sheds, because yes. that basically brings a lot of like-minded people together. It's a marvellous idea. Started down the south, down yeah. the Port Erin. It's actually an Australian model. Is it? In, initially, yes. So and then it's, it's been adapted. There's, a, there's just in the, the grounds of the, the hospital up in Ramsey, there's yeah. another man yeah. in sheds. And you've got women in there as well. Well, we, we've been doing some woodworking classes for older ladies who, who, who like to go and learn how to make joints and, and do things like that. Um, My it, grandma it, was like that before she had her gin. It's an amazing ability to... For, I mean, I don't necessarily think it's always the case now because we do have a lot of men that come out with us on our groups um, and like to interact over meals. That A lot of people said that they didn't like to do that. But the, the Men in Sheds gives an, a just different angle at being able to be sociable but doing something and doing something active we've got them working away doing christmas decorations at the moment how often can they go are they allowed we're open four days a week from 10 till 3 you can turn up anytime you want to go there should be things like this in every community shouldn't they chris thomas i I think so and congratulations to live home scheme and for all the other people who are involved in it so i think uh, we've nailed it we need hundreds of champions for older people Mm. but in terms of what David um, Scretley had in mind for changing government policy, it's massive and we're looking at hundreds of thousands of pounds to do the actuarial work around changing the care system and the care funding like Major Wilson wants it and so that is not the sort of thing that one MLC or MHK could do we actually need a dedicated transformation programme and that's what we've committed to doing government before before Mr Scretley retires in February and we're going to debate again where we are in terms of older people. I just made that promise to him earlier this evening and I'm doing it on the air night. And in February, Tim World, we will have a debate at the end of Tim World about a report we've prepared on where we are six years on from the 2013 report that, um, that, that, that we debated back in 2013. Uh, Mr. if I can just quote from you. You've said, uh, and I quote, for many older people, a higher proportion of their income is spent on household fuel costs than other families. They're hopefully going to remain longer with appropriate support in their own houses. Mm. That's what you'd like ideally, would you? But even because obviously when families leave and they're rattling around a big house, it's not really practical, is it, for them to stay? Well, I think it's obvious that, they, that their costs, if we're going to start with that point, that their costs are going to be higher because obviously if they're remaining in the home rather than going out to work, then that's an, uh, you know that's a given. Um, I, it, Yes, their families may uh, have moved on, and and all I'm saying is I do believe that people should, if possible, be able to remain in their own homes, but that needs to be properly thought out, properly funded, working with the third sector together sure. with government. And if I could just say one other point, and, and this is kind of fairly critical to me, um, I've, I've been involved with a number of people trying to help them, and on our island at the moment in terms of dementia and in terms of Alzheimer and there are going to be more people who are going to um, well, encounter these elderly things. Elderly populations increase well it's going to increase 30 percent is it in the mm-hmm. next few yes, years? Yes there are more people going to encounter those things in the time ahead and all I would say is that at the moment there is a difficulty getting into those settings sometimes for people there are inadequate places already for people so these kind of issues are big big issues and that's why I was suggesting uh, somebody to coordinate. The Chief Minister said, I think we need 20 new homes, is it? Is it, that it the 20, we need 200 beds by 36. Is but it'd be, it be lower than that now if um, if living, you know, live at home schemes are yes, successful. Yes, it will be lower. And we are already we seeing signs. into living and working and being helped in the community. You mm. just said something horrendous. You said it's not practical for somebody to stay in their own home. It might not be practical from the point of view of, of um, somebody with dementia, 
but practical? Is that what we should be looking at as far as a person continuing to live in their own home should be? Certainly not. Can I just read this out? This is a, something that I read today which astonished me. Lack of respect for the elderly in Western societies could be fueling the Alzheimer's epidemic and simply allowing people to grow old gracefully could prevent dementia. A study by the Yale School of Public Health says, put simply, people who have been conditioned by society to think that they will become physically and mentally decrepit in older age probably will. The stress of such negative thoughts may actually alter the brain and trigger dementia scientists have said well i mean the research that's um taking place in the uk um shows that loneliness and isolation has a massive impact on mental health and well-being and um, particularly from respect of uh, depression and cognitive decline and um in fact you know there's some reports that say that some of the english gps are reporting that one in five patients per day are going into the gp surgery just because they're lonely so there's a whole bunch of issues there that can be dealt with by um charities such as ours mm. the problem you've got is that you've always got this issue of um you very volunteer led and i think it's it's a it's a shaky grounding to set some foundations going forward that needs to be addressed and looked at and funded properly. Amen to that. Are you and I, Chris, going to argue about the TV licence once again? <laughs> um, because there again, you know, the Isle of Man has the ability... It's still on the in cusp, isn't view, it? We don't know. With BBC are doing a, ca- doing oh, a t- consultation. Look, John, let's forget the BBC and let's forget the British government. The Isle of Man has the ability to make a decision on its own. And it's about eight hundred thousand quid. I've, I think they've spent three hundred thousand quid on the on the bollards down the uh, down the promenade. If you you go one day and you go the next day, they're bred during the night. They keep growing, and three hundred thousand pounds down there could be used in a slightly different way. But eight hundred thousand pounds to provide a TV license for the over seventy fives here, which provides some social contact. Not ideal because it's lonely, but some social contact. They've got to get on with it. We've come to the end of the programme, I'm afraid. I just say this, uh, cure, no cure to mention, things you can do. Stop smoking, maintain a healthy weight, exercise and keep socially active and try new things. That, unfortunately, is the end of the programme. We have come to the end. 25 minutes goes very quickly. Uh, what matters most on Care for the Elderly? This evening, touching upon the subject, as we're only able to do in this limited time, was Policy and Reform Minister Chris Thomas, MLC David Cretney, Jackie Brideson of Live at Home and Major Charles Wilson of Saffa and other bodies. My thanks to them. Next week, the concern that was top of your list in our survey, and that was health. We've been working up the list in the last few weeks with Alex Watton. It'll be broadcast at the same time, same place. This programme is available to listen again as a podcast. Thank you very much for listening. I'm John Moss. A very good evening to you. Radio